Hello, 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 and welcome to Conversations. I am your host, Kendra Thomas-Bell. Conversations is a podcast where we have organic conversation with real people with real life experiences. So, come on in, grab a seat, and let's go into today's topic. Today's guest is a near and dear friend of mine. Her name is LaShondra Jones. She is a certified rehabilitation counselor. She's from LaGrange, Georgia, a proud graduate of Albany State with a Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology, a Master's from Troy University, a mother of two wonderful children, very active in her community and church, and she loves helping people and is is a passionate advocate for people with disabilities. This is my friend, my sister, and uh, I just like to welcome her. Can y'all give her a big conversation? Welcome. Welcome, LaShondra. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love the intro. <laughs> well, thank you. So, everyone, um, you know how these conversations go. We'll get started um, talking about a topic. And our topic tonight is really about um, healing from parent wounds. And it could be mom, it could be father, it could be either order two or something in your childhood. And um, we're just going to have a, a conversation about it and see where it lands because. This is the podcast where we have organic conversations with real people about their real life experiences. So, LaShondra, we thank you for allowing us to, you know, kind of get a snippet of what has gone on in your life. And we appreciate you for your time. You are welcome. I am honored and most gracious to be a part of Conversations. Woohoo! So, I'm going to start with um, this question. Can you share a little bit about your personal journey and how your childhood parental traumas has impacted your life? Um, my personal journey, um, I had to learn and grow and also attend therapy. As a child, you know, I've always heard that a father is a girl's first real love. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or he's supposed to be the example of how she's supposed to be treated and loved by a man. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. with that void, you make many mistakes along the way searching for that missing piece right so it wasn't until my 30s when I was like I keep spinning the wheel it's like being on a hamster wheel like you keep Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the same patterns when you're dating in relationships so I decided that there is something wrong with me Mm. as far as I need to go to therapy and 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 dig through that deep emotional trauma of 
just not having my father present. Right. I knew him. Mm-hmm. He was in the same city, mm-hmm. but he wasn't there. Right, right, right. I can only imagine the the difficulties of that, um, not having him here or in your life during that time. I'm the complete opposite. I'm a whole daddy girl over here. So um, I'm going to help us navigate this conversation because my wound is from the opposite side um, when it comes to uh, having that um, absent per se emotionally. But would you say yours is absent emotionally and physically? Yes, emotionally and physically because you know how um, you can want something and then mm-hmm. you growing up and being in different organizations and you seeing or even hearing about other girls talk about their dad this, their dad that, or mm-hmm. their dad is showing up for events. And then you're like looking out in the audience like, where's my dad? <laughs> right, 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 right. I, I get it. So, um I'm I'm grateful you allowing us to kind of get a little snippet of what your therapeutic journey went 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 how your therapeutic journey went. I'm sorry, y'all. It's just a tongue tied thing, but we're gonna make it. So, can you tell me about um, what are some of the most significant challenges that you may have faced while going on this healing journey or going through therapy? The things that stuck out to you. The most significant thing that stuck out to me is actually talking about opening up to my therapist about the things that happened to me growing up at the hands of different perpetrators. And Mm. I felt like if my dad had been there to protect me, I wouldn't have went through as much. Mm. as I did growing up as a young lady. Right. So with with the perpetrators, were these people you knew or just family, friends, or was it from school? Or Yes, majority oh. of the time it was from family, friends, um, relatives, um, and even in dating, just um, not knowing how to navigate that dating scene as a as a young woman um, I felt like I was always overly giving um, mm. maybe like trying to please yeah them right or do too do too much hmm. pouring so, from an empty cup so to speak oh yeah you know we love to talk about that cup on conversations because uh, <laughs> We want we want that cup filled in several spaces. I like to say that you have your cup filled for where your thoughts, your emotions, your relationships, uh, financially and spiritually. Right. Uh, and so um, that that's a a part you mentioned um, how it was showing up for you with um, <clears throat> in relationships. How has it complicated or caused you to hold back or give too much in other ways with relationships, even if it's not intimate relationships? 
I I think me being and missing that absent parent in my life, mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like um, I do overcompensate with my own kids. Okay. Because they participate in several activities, and I'm grateful that they are very active and talented. And mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. feel like I can't miss a beat. If I miss something important, I feel bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember just my 40th birthday, I was going to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And my daughter had a competition that Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because I had already scheduled a trip. And it was mm-hmm. paid for. And then we right. get the schedule. And I'm like, dang, I'll be in Vegas. And she got a competition. Right. And so it took my daughter to be like, mom, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's not like you haven't seen each year before. You can miss one. And I felt so a relief. Like mm-hmm. she saw me stressing about missing one competition, but I knew internally that was my own vice. Like I just felt like I can't miss anything mm-hmm. because when they look out in the audience, I know they're looking for a parent and right. I want to be that parent that they can say oh, my mom was always there right. but it's also okay to say you know my mom was always they always say my mom was always there even if I miss one event right that that's just one okay so let's just kind of look at this a little bit because now it's the my mama was always there I'm gonna tell you during some of those times for me personally um my mom was having her own struggle and I didn't want her there. Mm. <laughs> I don't I don't want her to show up um mm-hmm. for me because of her her condition at the time. Right. So for me in my own parental room, it's hard for me now, or it's not hard, it's 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 so much better. But now understanding what support looks like. And having people to show up for you, see, that was an absent piece in my life that I didn't even know I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate that you know you 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 put you put your everything aside for your kids to be there. But I was on the other hand at the time. I would say I would say embarrassed in some ways. But I knew my dad wouldn't show up because he would be working. So mm-hmm. I already knew that was an automatic no. So I just never expected people to show up for right. me. And so in my process of healing that, it's like allowing people to show up is a big deal for me. And it sounds like for you, um, not showing up isn't the end of the world if you miss a few things. Right. <laughs> We just pull the opposite of it. Yeah, and I and it took me a while, especially when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I was real hard on myself about not missing anything. But as they got mm-hmm. older, their understanding mm-hmm. and their knowledge developed. Mm-hmm. It was it was um, I was more easygoing with myself about oh I can right. you know do what I need to do and, and mm-hmm. everything gonna be okay. Right. 
So did you have a lot of other supports as you was growing up with a child, with people showing up for you that mimicked that, somebody always being there that made you know the importance of that? Um, yes and no. Yes okay. and no. Okay. Um, because I was also active and I also did things. And like you, you know, I had my mom and my stepdad, however, we we were we wasn't rich we and we wasn't poor so they were we were work my mom was working class so she had to work on friday night so mm-hmm. it was very minimum times that she was able to come to um a band a, a football game to watch me perform on the band um mm-hmm. on the field and mm-hmm. then my stepdad also you know he worked third shift or rotating shift so mm-hmm. um they were able to come when they could. Right. So would you say, <clears throat> I know you say you overcompensated. I think I heard you say that. Yes. So would you say that you were parenting from that place of hurt, saying that you don't want your children to feel like you felt? Um, not exactly. just from your dad, but from your dad and your mom. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So when do you catch a break or when do you find time to take care of yourself or what did you learn in therapy about having that thought process that I must do self-care and I have taken it upon myself to absolutely do self-care on the weekends that we are not busy if we don't have any if we don't have any games anything going on I go to the spa I mm-hmm. go out to eat by myself or with my girlfriends I go window shopping or shopping um get my nails and toe um toes done pedicure mm-hmm. like I take care of me right 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 uh so I would say this, but I'm going to ask you, uh, how have you been able to break the cycle of parental trauma um, and ensure that it doesn't keep going into your next generation? I feel like, and I always, I feel like um, with me and my kids, I try to keep a peaceful home environment. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no arguing um I allowed them to express themselves in a tactful and mannerable way mm-hmm. I talked to them and not at them mm-hmm. um and just allowing them to be who they want to be and support their dreams and goals like I don't force them to do anything but if they come to me and want to do something and very passionate about it I'm going to feed that passion. Um, I can say my son, he's a a guitar player. He plays the guitar and he learned how to play on his own. Mm -hmm. So once I saw he was very serious and he's very serious about his guitar, his music. Yes, he is. (laughs) Y'all, her son is amazing. You would think he'd been playing 20, 30 years and he ain't even 20 or 30. (laughs) 
<laughs> he's just 18. And so every year for Christmas, he was like, I, I, I will always ask, what do you want for Christmas? And so he's been playing since he, so he, he received his first guitar at nine years old. But mm-hmm. he actually started playing like a pro at 13. He studied it inside out. So he's been asking for guitars since he was like 14 or 15. And I will always say, I'm not buying another guitar. But every year for Christmas, I would have another guitar. And it seemed like the prices of the guitar would go up every year. So that's what, that's what I mean by I feed his passion. And um, that's just, just who I am. And she feed, it, she feed it real good. There ain't no cheap, there ain't no cheap guitars over there. Um, <laughs> it's a real deal. At, at that household. Um I, I want to kind of give you your flowers while you're here on the show. Um, I have watched LaShondra make sacrifice after sacrifice and, you know, put things off and not do stuff that she probably wanted to do to make sure her kids always had her undivided attention. It's been beautiful to watch. And I think that her kids have been kids that have actually um completely benefited from her support in that manner um with her son graduating high school now getting a scholarship and you know single mothers are doing great things out here so i just wanted to give you some kudos and uh i love track star uh cheerleader dance person um I'm just excited about their futures because they do have you who recognize that that wound that you had has been uh, redirected and filled with uh, support and as well as you realize when you can't be there and calling in other supports. Exactly. And I certainly appreciate you and thank you for embracing that and acknowledging and giving me my flowers. Mm-hmm. We're going we to get those flowers because um, I'm going to take a little bit of a spin, um, just a little bit off of our topic, only because we're on this healing journey. And how has, outside of the overcompensating, how has not having your dad active in your life played a part in um, relationships? Like, selecting mates or do you see that you find yourself dating people that's similar or polar opposite from your dad because you know first off I... <laughs> I find myself dating people that are totally opposites from my dad I'll give you right. a little background about my dad he's a very very smart man um mm-hmm. He's a jack of all trades. He'll tell me he's a jack of all trades, master of none. I think that's mm-hmm. what he always tell me. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't until I went to therapy to understand who my dad was or why he wasn't present because he he had a um addiction. He was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and it was hard for him to be available when he was fighting his own demons so right. through, through therapy i had to 
sort that out and extend grace. Absolutely. And that's how I was able to move forward um, with forgiving my father and building a relationship with him. And I know I got us on a tangent, but back to your question, (laughs) I do date guys that are the opposite of um, my dad. I -hmm. tend to like guys who are go-getters, have something going for themselves, um, not really, you know, like social drinkers. Like if I see them like drinking heavily, heavily, that's a big, that's a big turnoff for me because I'm like, I know how I know what alcohol does to some men mm-hmm. when they drink and get drunk. Either you're gonna come home and be verbally abusive or physically abusive. And mm-hmm. that would scare me and it probably would trigger me. So okay. I try to stay away from them type of guys. Okay. So um I think oh this gonna be a big question. You you ready? Sure. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> We are conversation. <laughs> when you think about your dad not being emotionally available for you, do you did you find yourself in relationships where you wasn't fully emotionally available as well? No. I found myself in relationships where I was emotionally too emotionally available or wanted to be accepted okay so you would say more of a people pleasing type yes. behavior okay yes okay so what have you done or what are you doing when terms of a relationship now to minimize that to minimize that mm-hmm. i watch people actions versus their words um okay And I typically hold back initially just to see, you know, like, is this person for real? Um, Do they have good intentions? Mm -hmm. And I try not to waste time by sticking around when you know it's not going anywhere. Okay, gotcha. So that's withholding, that's observing. What are your boundaries that you have in a relationship now because of that? My boundaries in relationships because of because of the way um I grew up or the way I am, I don't let people talk to me any kind of way. Well, me okay. any kind of way. Absolutely. Okay. You gotta res- you gotta respect me. Okay. Absolutely. So we we got a respect boundary because apparently there's something there that you wanted to to make sure you don't have those same kind of triggers from your right. past. Is that okay? Gotcha. You can't so, yell. You can't yell at me because right. I feel like if you yell, if you yelling and screaming at me, like I know you're gonna get, we're gonna get angry with each other. We're gonna voice mm-hmm. our uh, opinions, but you can't mm-hmm. yell at me or look like you, you know, flinch at me or something like that, because it's going to make me think you ready to be physical. Right. So there's still a little bit of a trigger there. Of course. Okay. All right. So we're going to 
we're going to kind of start wrapping it up only because, hey, this is a place where we do, we're just looking into it. LaShondra's still on her wonderful healing journey, as all of us are. And this is the place where we talk about stuff because maybe she shares something to you that you don't realize is triggering you. And we thank you for sharing that and being so candid about your past, your family, your relationship. That's a that's a courageous move, right? right. Um, to my to my listeners, and I honor you for that, Queen. So, um, what 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 are you working on moving forward, far as your healing process? What's your primary goal right now in your healing journey? And what are some things that you're doing now or adding to your healing journey? Some things that I'm doing now to cultivate that relationship with my dad. Like I bought my first house um, as a single mother five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the turning point. Mm-hmm. Um, because my father was so proud. Mm-hmm. And every time I would go around him and his friends, he would always brag about brag about me to his friends mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. when I bought my house my dad like I said he's a jack of all trades he has been very instrumental in fixing stuff um we built a bun because he loves gardening and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love flowers and I love gardening so that's like our thing and mm-hmm. I always say even though he wasn't there when I was growing up physically and emotionally he's here now mm-hmm. and I can respect that and I can extend grace and I can be cordial and uh, one of my favorite things to do is I love cooking and all my friends know like when I entertain I got to cook and everybody gonna eat we, we're gonna eat real good <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I'm hungry thinking about it yeah so I cook Sunday dinner and I've been cooking Sunday dinner. My dad comes over, get a to-go plate because he's not going to sit around, but he'll get a to-go plate and or I'll take him a plate. And that makes me feel real good um, just knowing that he's here now and to right. um, embrace that. And it also helps mm-hmm. me because um, he talks to me now and he tells, mm-hmm. you know, he talks to me now and you know tells me about guys and how to operate so that's a good thing for for us and just moving forward and he's there for my kids like he showed up to their events he was the first one at my son graduation so we're moving Mm -hmm. forward well i just want to let our listeners know that just because a relationship with your parents wasn't the best um while you were growing up there's still room for um, restoration. And restoration can be on your terms. Restoration doesn't have to look uh, like anybody's specific way because restoration for LaShondra looks like planting a garden and having some Sunday dinners, which is absolutely beautiful and more than enough to, you know, blossom a beautiful healing journey. We thank LaShondra today for being... um, on conversations, we thank you for your openness, your honesty, and um, hey, if you want to come back, please feel free. You want certainly will. <laughs> thank you. You got any final thoughts you want to uh, 
give to the conversation listeners? I just want to say, just just piggyback off of what Ms. Kendra said, as a counselor, I just want to say, even though I'm a counselor, the counselor still needs a counselor. So I know if the counselor needs a counselor, people who are not in the field or study that has been through things could benefit from therapy as well. I, it seems like it's taboo. However, it could be beneficial if you just take that moment to take a deep dive and look into yourself and look in the mirror and say, hey, I need help. I can't do this alone. Let me reach out to someone and begin my healing journey. 